The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Feng Shui with Christina Hollinger. I am so glad you're here. I say that every week, and I truly mean it. It is my intention to help you expand your manifesting toolbox, and it's also my intention that you feel more inspired and more empowered at the end of this episode than you did before you hit play. So I am so glad you are here. And actually, we're going to cut straight to the interview today. I have a very special guest for you. Her name is Laura Bowman. And I actually met Laura because I was a guest on her show, The Manifestation Corner Podcast. And that was a couple years ago. And through that interview, we really developed a great connection and friendship. She is not only a manifestation coach, but she's also a human design guide. So I had a reading with her. I happened to be a projector. And after getting a reading with her, I had such a deeper understanding of myself. And it really changed the way that I operate in my career and in my business. It was so empowering to learn that I have four very focused hours of the day And I also need long breaks as well as really just time to learn and create on my own. So it really changed how I do business. I encourage you to go to myhumandesign.com right now, as long as you're not driving, and find out what your human design is. There's a human design calculator at myhumandesign.com. And it's going to bring such value to you if you know what your human design type is and then listen to this interview with Laura. She's going to help you really understand yourself better and give you um, just some really key tips on how to operate with the wisdom and knowledge of your human design. So talk about expanding your manifestation toolbox. This is huge for you. You're going to walk away with a new understanding of yourself. And I think it's just such a gift. I also want to tell you that she's from Ocean, like right outside of Ocean City, New Jersey. Um, That's where my family and I go every summer to vacation because my husband's from the Philadelphia area. And it's about a two hour drive to the shore from there. So we kind of had that connection. And really, she just, um, she came from the marketing world and corporate America at one point. And now she's really helping to empower women to expand into their greatest dreams and desires. And really, her practices started through the law of attraction, and it's just expanded from there. Now that she can help people with human design and gene keen readings, 
um, it just really has amplified her ability to support women in her coaching business. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation. And ultimately, I hope that you learn a lot about yourself today in this really special episode with Laura Bowman. Let me know if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Let me know in the comments or leave a review. Um, I want to hear how you feel about this show and what it's been doing for you. Um, This is a new year. We're in the year of the water rabbits. I want to wish you a happy new year. And I want to promise you that next episode, I will bring you 15 minutes of feng shui. I'm actually going to give you some more in-depth support on how to harness and embrace the year of the water rabbit to find greater success, bring in more money and business in 2023. So look forward to that next week and enjoy this week's episode with Laura Bauman on how to manifest through your human design. Enjoy. Hey, Laura, how's it going? Thanks for being here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. How are you? Um, so good. So one thing that the listeners have to know is that Laura was actually, she has her own podcast and she invited me to be on her show. And we just realized it was my first time ever being a guest on a podcast. So finally you are here on my show and you reminded me, Laura, that it was like two years ago to the time of this recording, pretty much that we actually talked over your podcast, right? Yes. I really like need to go back now and look at the actual date I saved our recording, but it was November of 2020. And as I was getting ready, I was just so excited to be on your podcast. And I thought, wow, that was, oh, it was November. (laughs) So that was exactly two years ago that, and that was, my podcast was fairly new. I started it in August of 2020. And I had been following you for a while. I was so nervous to ask you because I was saying how I hope you would come on. So look at that. The interesting thing about that is my episode with Alice and Victoria on HGTV Windy City Rehab aired on in October of 2020. So the fact that maybe you were following me before I went on HGTV. And then once I got on HGTV, you were probably thinking, oh, that would be so cool to talk to her. And for me, you know, on the being on the receiving end of that, that was just so I was so honored that somebody saw the episode, saw the show and just felt like they saw you saw that the work was needed and that there is such value in feng shui and the energy work that we do with it. And we got to talk all about manifesting because that's the topic of your show. Yes. And that is when the connections, like I realized because there's so many systems out there that, and they're all useful and they all hold so much value. But just for example, there's astrology, there's I mean, numerology. there's numer- right. There's numerology, there's feng shui, there's human design, there's, there's all of these things and so much more. And you resonate with certain things for a reason. And it's funny because yeah, with feng shui, I just immediately, I was interested. I always kind of heard about it in the background and I, all of a sudden I was like, I needed to know more. 
And I'm not sure. It was like right around the same time that I did discover you on HGTV. But I remember our first conversation was about like the color of the front door. And I saw a post and I thought, oh, my front door is green, but it's like a dark green. And I think I messaged you asking you about it. And somewhere that day, I was like, you know, she'd be really cool on my podcast because feng shui is actually a really cool manifestation tool. And yeah, I want to learn yeah. more about it. I want to share it with people. So yeah, it's really awesome. Well, that's the thing about, so Laura, you, you used to be, your handle on Instagram used to be LOA Laura for law of attraction because oh you God. are like a law of attraction expert and you were guided to become a manifestation coach because you read the book, The Secret, and you really do embody the work so beautifully. But now you've evolved and in your coaching practice, you now can integrate this wisdom of human design. And you basically said it yourself, but I told you before this recording, Laura, that my intention with my podcast, even though this show is called Feng Shui with Christina Hollinger, the truth behind this show is to help all of my listeners to expand their manifesting toolbox. Yes. And just as you said, there's so many different modalities. And I truly believe that people are guided to the best modality for them in that moment, because we can't take in too much information. And when you're ready, it will appear just like even for me, like astrology, I always knew of astrology, but the depth of astrology, I had no idea until Ophi from the Astro Twins read my chart. And I was like, what? I have a Venus sign. What's that mean? My love life. What? So all of these things you get to, you can go more and more in depth as you go. So for listeners today, I really wanted to have the opportunity to introduce you to Laura and introduce you to just another tool that can help you understand yourself better. That's what this is all about. And you are talking to two projectors today. And by the end of the show, you'll know exactly what that means. Um, and funny enough, Amanda Gibby Peters, who is a feng shui practitioner who I love and adore is also a projector, which is so interesting to me. Um, I know it is interesting when you start to understand people's human design types. Um, But before we get into the human design piece and teach our listeners about what their human design is and what it helps them to understand about themselves, I would love to hear more about your journey from, you know, working. I think you were working in the corporate world. I know you were in marketing to now being like a spiritual entrepreneur, essentially. Can you tell us about that? Because I'm always very fascinated when people can step away from their nine to five and step into something that inspires them. Thank you. Yes. Um, And it's funny because I always say there's so much power in everyone's story. And I'm the same way. I love hearing how people, because that's a, a hard thing to do. Just following what really lights you up is a hard thing to do. We are just so conditioned to to think that so few people get to love what they do for a living. And we're conditioned to work hard, sacrifice now, enjoy later, which goes totally against, especially a projector's design, which we'll get into. But I just knew there was just something that always bothered me about that kind of thinking and the whole money doesn't grow on trees and and just that the whole thing. Um, But I 
I went to school. I did well in school. Like I, I went to college right after high school because it was the thing to do. I went to the college that all the local people were going to because we were all going to Rutgers and that's just what you did. And I wasn't really sure what like lit me up. So I had like five different majors, but I always loved teaching. And I've realized over the years that that has turned into teaching human design and teaching first law of attraction and manifestation, which evolved into other things. But um, I did become an actual teacher out of college for a while. And life just kind of pulled me in another direction because I had a part-time job while I was doing that, um, which led me, the marketing person quit suddenly. And they said, how do you feel about marketing? And marketing in 2010 was email marketing and like sending actual letters out. And like Facebook was just a college thing, like to think how far that has come. But it interests me, especially more than what I was doing with like financial stuff at that part-time job. So I was like, sure, I'll do it. And then a lot of things happened where, you know, the teaching career wasn't going as I had hoped. I saw a lot of friends getting laid off and I had an opportunity to work full-time in the marketing field. And so I, I accepted that I could love more than one thing. And if this wasn't totally satisfying me, you know, let me try this. And so I got very into marketing for several years. But again, as the years went on and I worked in corporate and in offices, something was just missing. Like something was pulling me back to that teaching, but teaching people about something bigger. Um, and that's when I, yeah, like I was, I feel like I was late to the party because the book, I think the book, The Secret came out like 2006 and I, read it in 2015. So I was like nine years late, but I say late very loosely because divine timing is everything. Like we are, I think you even just said that, like we are always meant to find something in the perfect timing that we're meant to find it. So when I discovered that and then I watched the movie and I was like, not only did I apply these things to my life and see major changes. I mean, I turned my whole life around because I was I was just dealing with a lot of personal issues, a lot of family issues, and I I just wasn't where I wanted to be. And I just started kind of following, like, I don't think the movie and the book is like the answer to everything, but it definitely is one of the best. Like, anytime I talk to someone about spirituality manifestation, it seems like a lot of people started at The Secret, which is very cool. And it, it really opened my eyes. And so once I knew that... Um, I just wanted to learn more and more. And then once I saw it change my life, um, I wanted to help others change their lives. So that's funny that you remember my handle, LOA Laura, because I first learned about the law of attraction and I would be in my corporate job and I would be like, you know, just feeling like I just, I was in the masculine energy. I was just surviving. Like I was, I have a mortgage, I have bills. This is what I need to do. I like it enough, but it didn't like, there's just something missing if that makes sense. So I remember going for walks and like thinking to myself, like, what would I do if I could just do anything in the world? It didn't matter money wise, anything else. And I thought I'd be a law of attraction coach. Like that was my first way of thinking about it. And then I quickly learned about the 12 universal laws and that there's just law of attraction is a fraction of the other universal laws. They all work together. And that's when I thought manifestation coach, 
but manifestation, it's very much about mindset. A lot of people go, what's manifestation? It's, you're always attracting things into your life, good or bad. It's just being conscious about it and choosing to manifest or attract the good and what you do want, not what you don't want. And then two years ago in October, I was introduced just I started following my intuition. 2018 was the last corporate, the last time I worked in corporate. And I just remember, like, I kind of have to be the person that does and tries and just keeps going until just you're done. Like all of a sudden there's just one day where it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I can't force myself to be happy. I can't force myself to get up every day and come to this job. And I just, I left and I, I took a restaurant job because that was something that actually made me happy and it was a lot less pressure and it opened me up to focus on things. And then I started coaching other people. Like somebody asked me, one of the first things that ever came to me as an invitation, as a projector, that's huge, was to be on a podcast. And I didn't even know what a podcast, I'm like, oh my God. And it's like, I just want to talk to you about how you manifested the life away from the nine to five. And I had just done that. I didn't even know if I was in a place to talk about how I made it when I didn't, you know, but just leaving that position to follow my heart and follow my dreams like meant a lot. And I think that made me realize I have a lot of potential. And then I, yeah, I ended up finding a mentor that intro like introduced me to human design and also really let me see like with someone else's perspective, it's amazing. You can see hindsight, how much you really did manifest into your life. Like, wow, I am powerful. Like I can help other people. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just, yeah, I mean, I just left my job. I did what I had to do to make the bills, but I released the pressure of needing a certain type of job or, you know, yeah, if that makes sense. Oh, it absolutely does. You said so many things. First of all, I had this vision of you, like when you just couldn't take the corporate job anymore. I just had this vision of like Forrest Gump when he's like running and he just keeps running. And then one day he just like stops and he's like, I'm done running now. I'm like, that's, I feel like that's what you were doing. You were going for it. And then one day you were just done. And then I also had this other thought as you were talking, because when we talk about the secret and law of attraction, you know, it's all about you, your thoughts become your reality. And if you, and as Wayne Dyer would say, if you can't, if you can believe it first, then you will see it. And then I started thinking about Miguel Ruiz, who didn't he write the four agreements? And one of the yes. agreements is that you are the dreamer of your dream. And so like all of these things are coming at me, like, this is what the law of attraction is about. Like, this is the message for, yeah. for the listeners is that, you know, sometimes it can be actually scary that we are such divine creators and we are able to be so powerful in the aspect of like, we can manifest the life that we truly desire. Yeah. And there's a, certainly many ways to do it. Um, but it's also so empowering even though it can be scary that like, even some of the, not to get into like the dark side of it, but when you think about, wait, so even the bad stuff, like I attracted that and it's, yeah, it, it's interesting how, you know, in some ways when we let our subconscious run the show and we start believing some of those negative self-limiting beliefs, yeah, it does take you down a downward world word spiral. And I've experienced that in my own life. And I've had to experience the depth of 
you know, sadness and trials and tribulations to really understand that, like, I can take responsibility for what has happened. And I also have been able to experience kind of what you did is like being able to turn that around and, you know, step into basically a new life. Because when you left that nine to five, it was a new life. Right. And I think it's important. Uh, there's so many things too that like, I agree with what you just said. And I'm like, yes. Um, but that's the thing too, that I think it's important for people to understand, like, you know, there has to be the logical aspect of it. Like I understand people have life, <laughs> they have bills to take care of. Yeah. So you can't just run away from everything and just like hope for the best. There has to be some you know, implementing of, okay, well, I don't have to do this though. I can do something that maybe society doesn't think I should be doing, but this makes me happy and this pays bills. And then I, it allows me the freedom. And I think it was just the, the belief, like finally realizing, like, I've been doing what doesn't really like light me up, but I'm still just barely making it. So what's the all or, or like, okay, I can pay the bills, but I don't have a lot of extra. I don't have the freedom I want because money is really just about freedom. It's not the paper we're after. It's the whole lifestyle and not having to worry about things. And I was like, I'm doing what I have to, what I think I have to do to make ends meet. And I'm not even like enjoying like the extras. I'm like, so what's the worst case scenario if I walk away from this and try something that my heart is pulling me towards. And yeah, I mean, your intuition, ego mind, like if there's one thing, that's what I was going to touch on. Uh, something you said was like, if there's one thing I've learned about this journey, it's that the ego mind is so strong and that conditioning is so strong and you have to give yourself a break because we actually were conditioned from up to, if not even more like seven generations back. So we're not, it's not just our beliefs. It's not just our parents' beliefs that they drilled in us growing up. It's not even just our grandparents' belief. It's four generations back from that, that are rooted in our genes. Like that's really hard to overcome. Mm. So like, first of all, I hope everyone listening to this, like give yourself a break for how you think you should be living life. But if you just let go and say, what's the worst that can happen? Like, I'm still going to be supported. Like, I'm not going to lose everything because I'm going to do something about it before I get to that point. And then just take a leap of faith from that. This is so cool interviewing you because this is like, you know, this is your wheelhouse. And like, I feel like you've always been one asking me about like feng shui and how to apply it and manifest with that method. But you're like on fire here, teaching us all about you know, the manifestation mindset, which I really appreciate. So I think this is the perfect way to sort of segue into human design, because to be honest, I actually have gotten my human design chart read with you. Um, I just knew I was ready for it. Once I realized that I'm a projector and there's only so much you can figure out online, to be honest with you, human design if you look at the chart, just Google it and look up a human design calculator and you can find out what your human design is. It, it kind of can be intimidating when you look at the chart. So I just feel like let's, I asked Laura if she could do a cliff notes. Um, if they do find a human design calculator, what do they need? Just their, their birthday, your, birthday your time of birth, if not the exact time, like the closest you can get. Um, to know your basic, like 
we talk about like that's why I do basic chart readings and then more advanced chart readings tailored to what more you want to learn but you have to understand the basics first and really to understand the basics you don't actually need your exact birth time if you want to get into the more specifics that really like fine-tune things then you do need to know that and it's very helpful but other than the time yeah if you know the date and the place that's that's it and you put that in and there's several websites like for example my www.myhumandesign.com um okay. and I do I'll put it in the show it. notes so yeah yeah I don't <laughs> um but I'm just yeah you just you can go to a website you can look it up but like you said I needed the same thing like I invested in several level human design readings and a whole very detailed intricate course called chart reading mastery in order to really like apply because there's a lot of science to it which is great for the logical brain like okay this is not just some crazy system like this is actually based on astrology on the chakra system on I Ching um neutrinos are involved biochemistry is involved there's a lot of things but until you like really learn it and apply it to your own life that's when you can really grasp it and you know a lot learning just the basics is like oh this is why I do this this is why I approach things this way and it makes it's very validating on top of like teaching you about yourself but oh it's so validating you told me things about myself that I didn't realize about myself but now I can I notice it I'm like oh wow this is so empowering and I think the greatest thing I learned about being a projector that I didn't know is that projectors are basically when it comes to work and being able to focus and be productive they are most productive for up to four hours a day. And then they need long time. This makes so much sense for me though. Like I need alone time to recharge, especially when I was a classroom teacher, I would need to come home and just like be by myself because mm -hmm. I was so depleted. And I kind of later in life realized I'm an empath. And I think I might've been picking up on other people's, you know, personal energy, but what you also said, Laura, is that human design, it's a science and part of it is the I Ching, which that's also um, the book of change. And that's something that in feng shui, we also use. It's like a feng shui astrology, essentially, essentially. And it's really cool. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, when you taught me that I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. I'm not necessarily an introvert, but I do need to to recharge and rest and have some alone time. And it was just very empowering. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24 through 26. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. So what are the, are there four different types of human design? There's actually five. Okay. One okay, five. kind of like derived from the other one. So I will explain um, that there, yes. So what your energy type is, there's five different ones now. Um, this is your aura. It's, it's how you're meant to move around the world energetically. And it's 
actually the type of energy you have. So as you were saying, as projectors, I know it sounds crazy. It resonated with me too, because I am an extrovert, but yet I couldn't figure out why I still got tired after so many hours or just, yeah, like energetically depleted. Um, so it depends on your energy type, how, so we've got a generator. Um, and that's like your, your most common it's, the ones who you call like the energizer bunnies, like these are the people that do have a consistent energy throughout the day. They're best doing like work in eight hour increments um, if they're doing what lights them up. If they are doing anything that they really don't enjoy and they say yes to something they really don't feel like a full body yes to, then it's going to actually be depleting and they're going to be like, oh, I can't work eight hours on that. But um, they have a more steady energy and they actually help energize others around them too, which is very cool. And I know that, I don't know about you, Christina, when I found out about my husband's a generator, um, I'm someone who needs more breaks more often. I'm like, well, that's not fair. I'm jealous of a generator's energy, but I've come to appreciate and really love my own energy type because we're all here for different reasons. We all have different purposes and your human design just supports that. Like I, one of the things I love most about human design is that it tells you, it shows you how everyone has different manifestation styles. Mm -hmm. It shows you that you thrive in different environments. It shows you how you digest food and information. So your energy type is one of the most important things to know, but it, you know, it's, it's one of the first things and then you can dive deeper. Um, so from a generator, we have a manifesting generator, which has that steady generator energy, but they actually maybe even have more energy because they have bursts of energy. They're meant to be multi-talented, multi-passionate, and not have to do things in like an ABC order. Uh, they can jump around, skip steps, whatever, whatever they do, if it feels good, is how they're meant to do things basically. Is it true though, with the manifesting generator that they like also lose interest quickly? Cause they pick up yes. so many different it, hobbies. It could be. Yes. Like people like, again, each type is conditioned in a certain way. Um, manifesting generators are conditioned. Like, well, you should not focus on so many things at one time. You should follow through with things. And really when a manifesting generator, when they're, when they're not lit up by what they're doing anymore, that's really their sign that they should stop doing it. And that is true for a generator as well, but you, you would see a manifesting generator have more probably interest, whereas a generator like hones in on like maybe two things or one, like one to two things. As a manigen is what we say for short. It's um, however many things you're interested in, but the oh. second you lose it, you're meant to move on. I think what's also really interesting because you said this during my reading, um, we were talking about social media and posting on different platforms, especially when it relates to business and okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you say like a manifesting generator can easily post on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, 
LinkedIn. And like, they're all about like, you know, YouTube, like they can do it all almost like they have, they have the ability, but then like, there's going to be certain, like you just said, generators might need to only focus on two platforms or else they'll feel like overwhelmed. Is that accurate or am I wrong? No, you're accurate. And actually when I said a generator, like one to two things, I should have even said like even two to three, say platform wise, even three for a generator, but a manifesting generator. Yeah. and, And that's the thing. Like people are jealous of other people. Like how can they can be so easily on so many platforms? And I have like, I struggle to stay focused on one. It's just how you were designed. It's your energy type. It's your, it's just the way you were meant to navigate the world. Maybe you're meant to hone in on something and someone else just has that talent. Like you can't be jealous of other people's talents because you have to focus on your own. But yes, you are absolutely accurate when you say a manifesting generator can be all, like all over. And you're like, how? Or mm-hmm. how can I mean, I know, I knew this person. I met someone working a couple of days at the restaurant this summer. It was such a fun job. And took it as a side job and this person had like three different jobs and he was full-time at the restaurant but full-time at this other place and I'm just like this person's got to be I got their birth date and their time because I will be one of those people who are like what's your birth date and time like do you know so I can get to know you better and I was like, of course, manifesting generator. (laughs) And they just seem to have that energy for it all. But if you ever see someone like, I mean, that can have such an opposite effect when you're not doing what you love or you like a managing could feel very obligated to say yes to a lot of things because in the impulse, you feel good. And then a few days later, it's like, what did I do? (laughs) And, And really like, you're supposed to just, if it stops lighting you up, you're supposed to walk away. And that can be hard for society. You're, you're going to hear it. Like you're not supposed to do that, but that's the whole thing. We're also as projectors conditioned to be generators and work eight hours a day and not need a break or much of a break. And then if you need a break, it's like, what's wrong with you? There's nothing wrong. It's just the way you work. And there's plenty of this time, especially in history shows anything. It shows that we can do anything. Like, thank goodness we're all moving away from like the nine to five being the basic, like main structure, because that can work for a lot of people. My husband being a generator, that works great for him. And I have a projector friend who's very successful and happy in a nine to five job. She just takes an hour lunch break. Like, thank goodness she gets one and that works for her and she can break up her day. So I'm not saying that these types like mean you have to work a certain job or be a certain way. But if you just understand how your energy works, it makes you like understand yourself better. And so there are people like generators who are just meant to work on one to two things all day long and go to bed like satisfied and happy, but tired in a good way. And then manifesting generators have a lot of passions, a lot of energy. They do things the way they want to do. And that's the right way for them. And then you have a projector, which is us. And we are so like in tune to other people, like projectors read other people the best projectors make great coaches and mentors and guides because we can see into someone's aura very well, but that takes a lot of energy. And we most ideally are meant to work four hours at a time. 
or four hours, really four hours a day, which my husband was jealous of me. Like what? I have to work eight. You have to work four. But again, it's not that literal. I hope I'm like explaining that well enough, but, but you do a projector needs more breaks. A projector gets the best insight while resting or just doing activities like that are relaxing and nurturing to the soul, going for a walk, just walking away from the computer for a little bit. Um, and when you get into specific centers that are defined and undefined, you know, a lot of us are conditioned to feel pressure to just keep going and keep working, but it's not the only way to be successful. And so I think projectors prove that. And then, so just to give an example, I had mentioned generators are some of the most common um, before manifesting generators, like they became, again, like they branched off of the generator and it has to do with different channels that are defined what makes them different. But a generator and a manifesting generator get together make up 70% of the population. When you get to a projector, we're about 20% of the population, which is again why no wonder most of the world is conditioned to work like generators and even manifesting generators. Um, then you go to a manifester type which is very sporadic energy, but they are very powerful leaders. They are meant to pave the way and do things differently and initiate things. And that's 9% of the population. And when they get into a manifester urge, they could work for days, weeks, but then when they need a break, they can rest for days and weeks. Like it's just manifestors do what they want. <laughs> <laughs> but they have they a rule the, they run the world it sounds like I know I was I was so jealous again you know you're not supposed to be there's no reason to be jealous of, of the other energy types but I'm like I envy manifestors and just like those natural leaders it seems like yeah really. and and that's another thing where that just because you don't let your energy type tell you whether you should be a leader or right. a follower but manifestors are more meant to do things different and like what seems weird to them because oh I don't want to do this because no one else has ever done this before if you feel that urge like this needs to be brought into the world like you're meant to bring it in and it's funny that you said mm -hmm. earlier that when I did your reading like I knew things I had two manifestors um there was other people that said it too but I can think especially of the two manifestors I did readings for that said to me, like, I'm glad I really like you and trust you because I, I wouldn't have had you do the reading otherwise, but I feel really violated at how well you just like know me. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I'm glad that you trust me and everything, but yeah, manifestors are meant to be different. And at 9% of the population, they are different. Um, and then a reflector is someone who's here to understand the world like they show you about your life with what they reflect literally. And what's cool about reflectors is that they're lunar beings and they're only 1% of the population. And so if you're looking, this makes more sense if you're looking at a human design chart. So like I said, yeah, and you'll put in the show notes, like the free website to go to so you can see what your human design chart looks like if you have no idea. But you'll notice a reflector will have all white, centers nothing will be colored in on their chart as far as the nine centers go and you go from the crown down to the root which is very much like the chakra system 
except it's a little bit modified. And so that's like the little insight into the centers. But um, yeah, reflectors are very open, very sensitive to their environment. Um, it's very cool. They're like the unicorns. They don't, I don't think they like being called that though. <laughs> Somebody and, said that. She was like, I am not. <laughs> oh, you actually read a, you read a chart for a reflector? I have not one? gotten a reflector. Oh. I, that's my goal is I've done, yeah, every other type, multiple readings for other types, but reflector being the 1%, I have not gotten a reflector yet, but I was in a mastermind recently with two different reflectors which is weird to have in a group of about nine people yeah. and somebody was like wow the unicorns and she was like well we don't actually love that oh that's so funny so well also you told me don't like reflectors like pick up on everybody's energy oh, so it's yeah. like they're so sensitive and so like I can only imagine what it would be like if you're sitting next to someone who's having a day and you're like you're sensing that whatever they're feeling, that's mm -hmm. a lot to take on. Talk about being yeah. an empath. They're like and the ultimate empaths, right? They really, yes, absolutely. And it's, if possible, you know, it's good for you as a reflector. If, if you are a reflector, listening to this, like, or you know one, um, advise them if they start picking up on too much heavy energy in their environment, they, they really should just move environments. Yeah, like literally move yourself to a different space. Mm. Um, so it's cool. It's very cool. Or call Christina for some feng shui too, uh, to make yes. your environment oh a sanctuary. <laughs> Look at that. I mean, speaking of ways, and I know that's why I felt the pull with feng shui, like human design has done so much. And then I just, it was so cool. The feng shui adjustments that I've done in my home, like to even complement the manifestation process even more, but look how that's related. I bet you obviously any type benefits from feng shui, but reflectors, mm -hmm. yeah, they probably benefit the most because their, their environment is huge. Well, you also said at one point, and I feel like this is so interesting because I brought up Amanda Gibby Peters, who is also a feng shui practitioner. And maybe I thought of her because I listened to her. She was on a podcast, um, as a guest and the, the interviewers are human design experts. And so they were like reading Amanda's chart. And so this was just something I was listening to. And that's how I learned she was a projector. And they were talking about that there's something in everybody's chart that would identify if they pick up on the energy of their environment. Does yeah. that resonate or does that ring a bell with you? Absolutely. Um, also with projectors, like they tend to have, they can have a lot of open centers in their chart. And so a mental projector's environment is also very important, important. But one of the things when I was saying before about like your digestion style of literally food and information, the environment you most thrive in, like that's one of like, if you're looking at the chart and there's, there's four arrows, two on either side of your head. And depending on one of those arrows, which way the arrow points, determines your best environment, mountains, valleys, kitchens, which doesn't actually physically mean kitchen, but it means like a gathering place. You thrive in gathering places. Caves mean you do well, where you are in like very secure environments and you can see the entrance. Mountains, which is me, means that like I organized, I used feng shui and human design to organize my office that I'm sitting in right now because I knew from you that I didn't want my back towards the door 
And I always like, I hated that feeling. I felt like I couldn't sit here with like, I, I just, things didn't flow properly. And then I found out it was mountain design in human design, which means I need to have a perspective of the room. I need to be high up on the second floor, which I am. I need to be facing the door and I need to be in the back corner of the room so that I could see everything high up. So it's so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So yeah, there's a whole thing. Like once you know the basics, which we went into energy types and depending on your energy type, you have how to follow your intuition, which is your authority. You have a strategy. And then you can start to learn about like your environment and your digestion, which is just so cool. But that's huge with feng shui. Absolutely. Like you can literally find out what your type of environment is ideally in human design and then use feng shui to incorporate it. I feel like knowing your human design is so empowering because it's just like you can have more grace with yourself and be like, well, it's okay that I'm only on one platform to promote my business or whatever it is. Like, I know that like not a lot of business, some business coaches will say, no, it's not okay. But it's like, I I do my email. I do my email marketing. I do my Instagram and I do what I can on other platforms minimally. But I, if anyone who, who knows me follows me on Instagram, I pour my heart into that platform and I give it my all and I feel really connected with it. So I think that that was empowering to learn about myself and just have some grace. Like it's okay that you're not doing all the things on TikTok and LinkedIn. The second thing that I found was really interesting and really eye-opening for me is when I learned that as a projector, like you kind of pierce through people's auras in the sense that like you need to be invited and also like our energy can somewhat feel overpowering to some people because we and I was like crap (laughs) so yeah tell me more about that because I was like oh my god like I don't know like not that I'm overbearing or like because I like my dad was like always really like loud and like he's a Leo right and like astrology so he's like the loud funny guy I'm like am I overbearing like you know, loud, funny girl, like not really, that's not my personality, but I don't think that's what you meant. I feel like you meant like projectors can just be like intense, like Scorpios are intense too. So you can't really compare it to a Zodiac sign. Can you, you, you can find similarities, but I think that's one of the things that doesn't exactly like overlap. Like for example, I'm a loud Virgo who also is a projector that pierces through Yeah. So I could maybe come across like I'm not everyone's cup of tea and that's fine, but more what I meant. And you really hit it on the head when you said about the platform thing, like I try to give examples. And again, you know, I'm hoping you're giving, I'm giving it up in like this short podcast episode, but the platform thing, like we just have like a generator has a very open accepting aura they've got that steady energy they light up those around them as long as they're doing what they like as long as they're circulating the good energy otherwise when they're not doing what they love the, the energy kind of gets stagnant but otherwise the aura is very like open and accepting and the mani gen has the same type of aura and then when you have a reflector aura because the open centers it's all sampling um and you're taking in other people, you're taking in your environment. Manifestors have kind of a misshapen aura because they are just so unique that it's hard for people to understand and they may seem closed off. It's more of a closed off aura. But once you let people in, they, you know, like they're your people. You're not, you don't mean to be closed off. 
So with the projector's aura, if you kind of think of it as like a teardrop shape and you've got that point, that piercing, and it just sees into other people, it, it picks up energy like a reflector samples energy, but a reflector, I, I mean, a projector will go like right into your aura. It will pierce through and just like understand you. And it makes a projector very honed in on their craft or on one thing. That's why I can't focus on anything other than ex going back to the platforms, Instagram. It's where I've gotten to know people. I can post things that I love posting about that will resonate with other people because I'm just so familiar with the people and the platform and that's my area of expertise and when you're a projector that can hone in on something like that why go outside of that and try to like figure all this other stuff out when you only have like a good four hours of energy to put into something like seriously so um it's kind of like and then because you read other people so well or you can feel the energy you have a very, like, you just kind of see like what the best solution is. Like, it's so obvious to you sometimes what someone should do to solve their problem. Mm -hmm. And when you say message them or reach out and be like, Hey, you know, you should do this. And they didn't ask you for your opinion. That's when the overbearing and the invasive comes in. Like, you know, how did even you if you're that? right, kind of like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so you could be introverted, extroverted, like it doesn't matter, loud, quiet, but it's more of like you can see a lot of things that other people can't see. And if you kind of tell them how to do something without them inviting you or asking you, it may be taken the wrong way. Does that well, make that just yeah. that's so validating to me because I, one of the things I learned when I was trained to be a feng shui practitioner, and this is one of the things I, I do not break this rule, I'm very conscious of it that you'd never give someone feng shui advice unless they specifically ask for it. Look at that, yeah, yeah, and I'm like, that's oh, that's such a great rule. thing for a projector because it's like, yeah, yeah until you, you and if someone invites you, then then you right. go, you know, and, and that's just yeah. a, one last quick example. I like to use the example of when I learned I was a projector in the terms of like sales because again, you know, I I had different fields that I I enjoyed and that I worked in, and one of those fields. Um, somewhere along the line was trying to sell insurance because it looked like a, a freedom lifestyle. I can make my own hours. I can make a lot of money. There was no ceiling on that. Okay, great. So I worked with generators who go, go, go every day and they have their opening like aura, like inviting aura. So you ring someone's doorbell. Hi, how are you? And they just seem to sell anything they wanted. And then here comes a projector not knowing anything about human design. And I'm like, um, I think you need this. And they're like, get away from me. And I thought it was me. How can this person sell everything? And I can't figure out how to be a salesperson. And it's a very loose example, but it just gave me when I learned I was a projector and that I should never be cold calling, cold DMing, ringing people's doorbells, but other people might be able to like right there, learning your energy type is like everything. I was like, wow, there's nothing wrong with me. It's just, it's our energy types. 
Oh my gosh. It's so powerful. Yeah. So if you ever like invite yourself to something or just be mindful, because if you're a projector that can certainly, for whatever reason, it might yeah. rub someone the wrong way more so than if a generator were to do it. You know? I wanted to be on your podcast ever since you started your podcast. I was not oh. going to ask you to be on it. I waited for the invitation. Smart <laughs> projector smart, move, right? Two projectors, but you were on mine and I was on yours because I invited you and you invited me and it just, it worked out. Whereas if I had said to you, oh, can I be on your podcast? You might've not been ready for that. And you would have been like, well, I feel like I should say yes, but I don't really want to say yes right now. You know, mm-hmm. we can way. invite people. We can invite people though, right? As projectors. Okay. That's another, yeah. I mean, when it's, when you're talking about projectors and invitations, it doesn't mean to sit back and not live your life. First of all, never wait for an invitation to do something that feels good to you. You don't need anyone, you know, and if, if you're in a conversation with someone and you find a way to put yourself out there, like, this is what I do, that's kind of putting yourself out there for an invitation. There's like many ways. And then you should always, like, if you're a business owner or anybody who benefits from social media showcase on any platform, what your expertise is and let people come to you. Oh, I love it. Okay. Final thing. And then I do have to get going here, but you had said that like, and and sorry, sorry for anyone who's not a projector. I know. I just, I just, this resonates with me to be like the lighthouse. And maybe that's true for other human designs, but lighthouse, you know, you shine your light and then let people come to you. Like, and like, so it doesn't mean like hide out. It just means like, stand in your power, stand in your energy, and then the right people will come to you. And I'll, as a final like thought on that, I'll give you a way to tie that in generators and many gens making up 70% of population, their authority. uh, I mean, their strategy, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself is to respond. We have to wait for the invitation. They respond to something. So when we put ourselves out there, we're giving the other 70% of the population something to respond to. We might be giving a manifester an idea to initiate something with us and we're giving a reflector like, wow, I love their energy. So mm. just to- I'm going to take a poll. I want to find out all the <laughs> listeners. I want to know what their, you know, what their human design is because this yeah. is going to be so exciting, so interesting. Laura, thank you for being here today. Um, we're going to, I'm going to have to see you for, um, you know, a, a higher level reading so I can learn about my environment. And I also want to mention everything about you, your business, your human design readings, your coaching. It's all going to be in the link in the show notes. Yes. Is there anything you want to say about the coaching or anything that you're doing at this point? Um, to elaborate yeah. on. My offers for 2023, like I'm working on some programs behind the scenes, like literally some group programs or self-study programs. But right now I, I, my plate is full. Like I, I am taking, like I have readings, openings for that in December. Um, and even for the, uh, your, I don't know when you're putting this out. I was going to say, I have things going on all year round. 11, 11, there's a special, the holidays, there'll be a special on my readings. So I do human design or dinky readings. And the coaching incorporates manifestation, like mindset, incorporates strategies, like marketing strategies, if you're building a business, but it's all based around your human design and your gene key. So I can tailor what we're doing specifically to you and how you work. 
I love that because that's just another reading. Yeah. (laughs) The, the, the whole purpose of, you know, with feng shui is to help you to go with the flow instead of feeling like you're swimming against the current. And I feel like that's, yeah, that's what you're doing. It's another way to go with the flow of your personal energy so that you, you can still attract more and honestly do less and attract more because you're working smarter and more intentionally, not harder. So that's what you help people with, which is awesome. Absolutely. And to follow what your joy, follow your joy. Every type needs to follow what they love and it's possible. Oh, I love it. We ended with a theme for everyone. The message for you listeners is to follow your joy, no matter who you are, whatever your human design type, follow what lights you up and it will lead you to where you are meant to be. And it'll help you expand to your highest version of yourself. So thank you for being here, Laura. It was so great to have you. All right, listeners, I'll see you next week where I'll help you design the life you deserve. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.